to the bone. How do I get you alone? We're probably blowing somebody's eardrums out right now. Um, you know, guys, just to be serious for a moment, I always use this product, and I just want to take a moment to talk about... Wait, did you ever... I didn't know you were recording. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, wait, I had one actually prepared. Usually I just cut, okay. Swarovski Mistles. Yeah, you know, I've been using Swarovski Mistles for like... <laughs> Mistles. Mistles for, uh, for like three months now. And, you know, and... it's just, it's really changed my life. And I bring them everywhere I go. Like, I'm doing events, like, all over the world. Because I'm like, you know, an international... Like, supermodel? Supermodel. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I was never, like, you know, asked to use these Swarovski miscals. You were never asked. I was never asked. But, like, I, I picked them up because I saw them one time at, like, an airport, like, shop. And I was like, oh, you know. An airport bathroom. Yeah. They, you know, had them in the vending machines. It was, like, mints, M&M's, condoms, and Swarovski miscals. And I was like, oh, I feel like I get these. I now I cannot get enough of them. And if you guys at home listening want to, like, you know, change your life mm-hmm. and get some Swarovski miscals. Just use our promo code. Miskelvadu. Miskelvadu at uh, our your local vending machine in the bathroom <laughs> at the airport. Just type that in. Just type it in. To your local vending and you, machine. And you'll get 50% off your next order of Swarovski Miskels. Which will be in that vending machine. Oh, yeah. Because that's the only place you can get them, Yeah, right? it's just, an airport it, just, vending it just means you have to put less dollar coins into the, into the machine. That's great. Yeah. Uh, and uh, now back to the podcast. I want, I'm going to change up the the ad the advert bits. And what that we do they do for you? The like, the Swarovski miscals. Yeah. What is uh, a miscal actually? Uh, a miscal is like a rascal, <laughs> okay. but it's mysterious. <laughs> Mysterious rascal that lives in a vending machine until you. Well, it's let made. It's a Swarovski, so it's made of like 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 glass. Crystal, yeah. Like crystal glass. Okay. So it's like it's like a little tchotchke. Okay. But like so, a but it's like it's kid. like a cheeky, mysterious little because you don't. It's mysterious in the sense that you don't know which kind of cheeky little chappy you're gonna get out of the That's machine. Nice. But it's like a little crystal, like you know, trinket of a of and like much, some rascal going. Ah! And how much do they cost? Oh, thousands of dollars. Thousands. So in the vending but, machine, you're just putting the, in like the vending machine thousands only, of euro coins. It only takes coins. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> you cannot put notes in that, those machines. And so, yeah, you're going to miss your flight if you try and get one. Which is why <laughs> Unless you use our promo, promo code, code and, and you get 15% then... <laughs> off. And it is merely Pass hundreds. Your time, yeah. Merely That's hundreds. amazing. Wow. What yeah. a product. Right. I'm proud to represent them. <laughs> uh, yeah, we haven't recorded for quite some time. Quite some time. I'd say that's more my fault than yours. Yes, um, 100%. I'm blaming you and, okay. I'm, and I'm calling you out to every, all the listeners. Um, yes. Well, <laughs> we're very busy. I'm in particular busy. I'm yeah. working full time. I'm doing a master's. And yeah, that's just, I mean, like... Yeah. Everyone. Have we said what you're doing your master's on? I don't know. I'm doing it. Well, I'm doing it on psychotherapy. Right. So yeah. So I have been very, very busy. This is this will be your second master's within the therapy region. Yes, my first one was an MPhil, so it's like the kind of master's that doesn't qualify you to do, do anything right. except for more academic work. Okay. So yeah. So I, I didn't know what M. What is M? What's the M and MPhil stand? Is it stand masters. for masters? So it's a master's fill? Do you know what the fill stands for? Philharmonic Orchestra. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) 
<laughs> Wait, do you know though? No, I really don't. I genuinely philosophy. don't. Philosophy. Oh, okay. My master's in philosophy. I thought it was an actual F. Oh, no, no, no. It is a PH. Yeah. PH. <laughs> but not a PhD. No, absolutely no. not. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, so you're. But that. This new master's won't just give you another degree, it will allow you to be a therapist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Whereas the first one was in psychoanalysis, but it was more the study of psychoanalysis rather than the practice of psychoanalysis. Yeah. So along with studying for this course, you also have to be a therapist. Which is great, which is the best part of it, because that's, you know, the part that I actually want to do. But yeah, so on top of like working full time and, and also studying and writing assignments, I'm seeing clients as well, yeah. which is awesome. But, but a lot. all of it is yeah. not. It's yeah. an awful lot. Yeah. And so, yeah, so by the time we get to the weekend, you either have to do assignments or at the very least try and rest for fucking five minutes. unwind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, whereas uh, I have a slightly uh, pr- more pressurized day job, mm-hmm. but uh, a less pressurized after day job thing. But you also have an after day job. Like. I have to de- well, I've got, I've got, at the moment I'm currently making th- four comics happen. Mm-hmm. One of which is a graphic novel. So it's about a hundred pages. Um, I'm also, uh, uh, I'm, I'm writing another comic with, uh, someone who shall be revealed. Uh, I don't, it, I don't we it? haven't announced it yet. Yeah. Uh, we haven't announced it yet. Uh, Darcy mimed words at me. Um, and then uh, our... Oh, another one I can't really actually say what it is. I'm told to keep it a secret because it's supposed to be a surprise. Um, right, okay. Because that's supposed to be a surprise when it comes out. Uh, and then the other one is a graphic... So I mentioned the graphic novel and, I'm, and we've got the Kickstarter to fulfill. So, and that's actually technically two. So technically we've got five comics that I'm, that's coming out at the moment. So... It's it's a lot, and to try and write when my brain is fried from the intense day job that I have, because I I I shouldn't be as intense as it is. It honestly shouldn't, but if it wasn't for the fact that my job is so mismanaged, it is. Yeah, and we are sorry to interject, but we are just if you know, just as a time capsule. Someone's listening to this in a hundred years. Like, oh yeah, this is a particular time. <laughs> this um, is the COVID podcast. This is the COVID podcast. <laughs> I mean, it probably won't be the last either, just because I know we're trying to do a couple more in recent weeks, uh, just to fulfill like. Well, we don't know when though. So you're talking about the the Kickstarter podcast. Yeah. So one of them's gonna be in August. I spoke I to know, the backer. I know. And then I don't know. Like Heather's, you know, maybe in the next week or two, but it may be a little bit longer. And, but I'm also I'm that. also very much like who knows how long we'll be in this state. But anyway, what I was gonna say about both of our jobs is that we've both of our jobs have been. Well, not unchanged. Mine certainly hasn't been unchanged, but, like, we've both been going to the we've office. We've been working we 9 to 5 both, still. Yeah, we yeah. do both. Well, in my case, half 8 to 5. We do both right. still. But I get an hour lunch. And I re- yeah. actually really prefer my way to yours because, yo, you need that. I need that hour. Yeah. Um, but so we've both still been going to the office because we both work in healthcare. Yeah. So I, I, I'm a scheduler for radiology. So I schedule MRIs, uh, ultrasounds, CAT scans, or CTs, depending on how old you are. 
seemingly older people like saying CAT scans. Um, I, well, I must be an older person because that's what yeah, I Yeah, but I get, I, the, uh, I'm used to saying CTs, so it's, it's I, I don't know, it's weird to me. Anyway. Oh, see, I thought that was an American thing. No, like CT. I would say cat. CT apparently is the, 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 the real term for it, and cat is what they called it, like, originally when I kind of first came out. they were like, CT, cat. Yeah, like, it was a weird, like, thing that they did. Anyway. It's. I looked this up once because I was wondering why some people were calling it cat scans and some weren't. So it's a. I have half remembered Wikipedia information on this. But also, sorry, and I have been drinking. Um, <laughs> just, just to preface <laughs> this it podcast. Is Saturday. Um, <laughs> shout out to everyone working in healthcare mm. and people on the front lines of this yeah. issue who are going to work all the time, and a lot of them, and I even know from my job, people working overtime for free and just people working their asses off in this crisis so shout out to those people and shout out to people working in grocery stores oh man especially those guys and i don't want to say especially those guys because i know that our medical professionals are doing an amazing job but like when you're getting paid minimum wage and working long hours during all this shit and probably getting mistreated quite a bit like um yeah you you are especially a hero as well. But, Absolutely. Um, have you had the weird thing, though? Because you're on the phone with people quite a bit, aren't you? Mm-hmm. So we're, we're, like, we're both in the medical field, but we're neither of us are clinical. We're just admin folk. Yes. <laughs> and do you get people sometimes giving you, like, you know, like, oh, you're such a hero right now. Like, I really, like, no, you know. No, I don't get that. Do you not get that? No, and I'm glad I don't because I would be like, honey, I'm not. <laughs> like, but I do get people being really nice. Okay. Which is nice, but I also get the other side of that, which is not necessarily, not people being not nice, but people, and I completely get this, people being panicked because Stressed, they have yeah. a lot of questions that we don't necessarily have the answers to. Yeah. And that's like a hard place to be in too, to be like, hi, I'm so sorry, that sounds so stressful for you. I wish I had the answer to your question. Sadly, I don't. Like, yeah. that's like that's a, what I've had to say a lot on the phone recently. I've, well, I've, because I'm a bit of a cheekier chappy, um, so I'm more like, your guess is good as mine, like, on the phone. Well, yeah, yeah. no, I would say stuff, like, depending on my mood, too. Like, yeah. I mean, I some, like, yeah, depending on my mood. But no, no one's no one's told me I'm a hero, and I'm glad they haven't, because yeah. I'm certainly not. It's the, it's the weird thing where you're kind of like, you don't want to tell them, like, listen, love, I'm in a fucking office and I'm fine. Like, you don't have to be telling that sort of stuff to me, but at the same time, it's harder to have that conversation with someone and just go, cheers, thanks. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's, it's a weird feeling, but, um, yeah, like, so, it, but also as well, it's that, it's that thing of like, we're both dog tired, but we're so fucking lucky in comparison to all the folks who've lost their jobs Seriously. to all this shit. Seriously. And we've said this a couple of times, like if this happened, like we are so lucky and like, and we are now and who knows what's going to happen. We are so fucking lucky. But if this was a year and a half ago for both of us, we would have been, I don't even yeah. know what would have happened the to two, us. The we two different jobs so that we had. Yeah. Because then you were working at Jameson, which is now completely closed down. Yeah. I was an EFL teacher, which all those schools are closed down. It's yeah. not something like the DOE where, you know, the Department of Education where they would take care of you. I'm sure those, those are private schools, private businesses. Mm. And based on how most of them are run, sorry, in Ireland, I'm sure they are not taking care of their staff right now. Well, so, there's a big union of teachers in Ireland, so I'm sure they're not. No, no, EFL teachers are not. No, what I'm saying EFL wouldn't be, but like that's what oh, I mean. Normal, normal oh teachers. no, no, I mean normal teachers are probably you know okay enough, I hope, but EFL teachers, 
Like, we would have, if this happened a year and a half ago, how fucked would we have been? Oh, we, we I have no both idea be what we would even have done. Like, yeah, I mean, the only thing is, is that I know our government here in Ireland have done some decent measures for, like, helping social welfare totally. payments and all that kind of totally. stuff. Totally, so, and you would have been able to collect that, but I wouldn't have. Are you sure you wouldn't? You know, I'm not. Because Tom really... can. Okay. Our friend Tom, who's English. Oh. He can. Because he's married or because he's English? Because if it's because he's English, well, I'm I don't, not. I don't know. What, yeah, I don't know what the deal is. Maybe yeah. maybe because he's married, I don't know. Interesting. Well, I would have guessed he wouldn't be able to do it, but he can. Oh, strange. Hmm, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. We gotta look into this. <laughs> anyway, we are very, very fortunate at this time. Yeah, this is very true. Uh, but, in a weird way, in a, in a fucked up way, I'm kind of jealous of the folks who get to quarantine right now. Because I would fucking love to do that. I would fucking love to be indoors for two weeks. And I know that's a fucked up thing to say right now, but it's true. It's like, I've so many things that I could accomplish and get done that I need to do and can't do because I don't have the time or the energy to do it. And uh, the idea of staying at home for two weeks is heavenly. (laughs) Oh, I feel the same way. And, and like, and also, like, not to be too, ooh, but, like, being just indoors with you for two weeks, like, I would love it. Yeah, I think it just goes to show, kind of, I think we've been living in a way... That we haven't had much time like that. That we haven't had time together alone a lot. And yeah. I think, and I think we've both been burning the candle, not at both ends, because we haven't been partying a lot, but we've been burning the candle with, like, two wicks at one end. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. We've we've really kind of worked far too much, and the time any time off that we've had has been visiting family or doing conventions. We've never taken a holiday. Well, no, we took one. I was gonna say we've never taken a holiday together just for us. Like, and that's not to like you know going to conventions is fucking awesome. Visiting family is fucking awesome. But we've never, except for the one weekend for our anniversary last year. Yeah. We took, and it was just, it was, and it was great. I mean, I loved it. Like, it was yeah. a fantastic time, but like, you know, that was even just a, a long weekend. Like, I think yeah. I took one day off of work for it. We've never really taken a holiday, just the two of us, just, just to chill. I've never taken a sun holiday. I know, I would love to do that. Yeah, you've taken them. Have I? Well, you went to, didn't you go, I've, I've seen a picture of you on the beach with Anthony. Oh, yes, that was when, yes, we did. We went to Hawaii. That was when I was living at home, so I had money. Okay. Um, that was the year I made the most money in my life, waitressing in New York. That's the most money I've ever made. I know. And that was the year I sa- I lived at home, waitress in New York, saved money to move here, which is what I really wanted to do. And we were also able to go and visit my friend in Hawaii. The reason we were able to go, because our friend from college... Her parents moved to Hawaii so we could stay in their house the whole time. And they were just the most amazing freaking hosts in the world. So shout out to the Buchheims. Oh, that was Julia's family. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I'm, I think, because the way my brain is wired, any holidays that I've taken... Yeah, Darcy's saying she's getting more wine, folks. It's, I don't know what I, I don't know why you needed to whisper that one. Of course, it's okay. You can have more wine. You're 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 a grown woman. What? Can, okay, I was just gonna talk about more about holidays for a second, but can we yeah. can we dive into this for a moment? Could you help me open this? I will help you open your wine. Okay. It's um, a mini bottle. 
What? <laughs> so, you were a lover of wine. Yes. You're a lover of booze. Yes. Yes. Um, oh, baby, that was sexy. Because I lifted my top up to try and open the bottle. Let's, let's reveal your, your kinks. You. Um, so... You do this quite a bit, where you ask me permission to get drunk. Oh my god, yeah, totally. Why is that? Because I feel bad about how much I drink sometimes. Wow, we're getting really, like, open. But, like, yeah, sometimes I worry that I drink too much. Like, and and it's not that, because I don't, I don't drink every night of the week, but yeah. I, I worry, there have been you, times... You would drink, drink maybe, like, three times a week? But yeah. like when I'm, I'm counting One times, of those like where you just have like a glass of wine and then just pass out. Yeah. Yeah, like a glass. You sometimes like we wouldn't even really finish that glass. You'd usually like have a couple sips out of it. So you don't think I have sleep. a drinking problem? No. I I guess I'm afraid that I have a personality. I guess it's something I'm aware of and afraid of that I I feel like, in certain circumstances, I feel like I really could overindulge. And I'm worried about that. And so well, maybe that's part of why I'm checking in with you. And there was a time recently enough, and I actually really appreciated this, and I don't remember what was going on the next day or what was even going on in the night, but I think we were drinking whiskey, and I was like, should I have another? And you were kind of like, you were kind of like, I think I'd be better if you didn't. And yeah. I was kind of like, yeah, you're you, right. I think you said it, I'm still laughing. No, I didn't. No, I, I didn't. I was thinking of a different night then. I'm thinking no, of a different night. No, because I remember this because you were just like, I think it would be better if you didn't. And I was like, yeah, you're probably right. And I didn't. And oh, like, this is when we think we had friends over here. No, definitely wasn't me and friends over. It was oh. It was just like you and me. I'm trying to remember when this was. Okay. It was um, a month or two or three ago. Okay. Also, and it was okay. just, I, I don't remember what was going on the next day that you were like, it'd probably be better if you didn't. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say you, I definitely wouldn't say you have a drinking problem. I would say that you don't know your limits. So that's a bit of a problem. But it's not. But you say when you say drinking problem, you're making it out as if it's like alcoholism or like a dependency issue of some kind. It's it's definitely not that with you. You just can't hold it very well. So like you, when you get to the point where you are drunk, you just get fucking legless and obliterated. Like you don't know where you you have a difficult like because you don't drink very often so that's the thing like you would you would only ever get drunk once in the blue moon mm. like it's really once in the blue moon like it wouldn't even be once a week like getting drunk no but drinking would be once yeah a week. but you'd have like a glass of wine have yeah. like a glass of wine and not even finishing it most of the time you know is perfectly fine just ask the French but <laughs> the thing is is that like yeah when you get drunk. You don't know when to like. Okay, that's gonna be my last drink for the evening. It's like you drink to the point where you pass out. But and that, but that shows, and I guess that's part of what I'm saying. Like that shows something in me that's like an addictive quality or whatever it is. Like, I, I, I don't think that's addictive. No, I I think that may be a lack of uh, control. Or a lack of... I think that's a whole piece of the whole addiction. But I think... It, oh, I think addiction is so different, babe. It's so different. Addiction is not being able to, like, cope without it. It's not getting the thing. It's knowing that the thing is on its way. And I, and I notice that with me. That there's something about the comfort of, like, seeing... And I have it in front of me right now. Like, there's something about the comfort of seeing, like, a full glass of wine. Or, like, knowing that a drink is on its way. There's something about that that's, like, really comforting. Interesting. Yeah. I know you often, like, can't relax in a social situation unless you have a drink in front of you. 
even if you don't really drink much of it, just having it there totally. relaxes you. Totally, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Which, like, you know, that's a thing. But I think that just shows you, I think you're just, like, I think that's more about, like, a nervous disposition or, like, a, a, a maybe an insecurity or something that you are maybe just, like, hiding behind with a drink. Totally. But once again, But like, I don't think that's a problem with the drink. But but I don't think... But but almost always, like, when it comes to addiction, the addiction is almost always the secondary problem. Right. Because it's there to help mask something else, or it's there... It was there as a coping mechanism to deal with something else. Okay. So I guess what I'm saying is... <laughs> I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Pass the tissues. We've all got issues. Uh, yeah, it's kind of... It's funny. Because uh, my... I mean, my family, there's a lot of weird issues with stuff like that like i mean i think keith dealt with my brother dealt with his crohn's for a long time with drinking because he you know for those who don't know what crohn's disease is it's basically like an autoimmune disease that often affects you from the the stomach or the intestines and people can often end up needing a catheter bag and having a lot of their intestines removed to to help with crohn's and uh, he was undiagnosed with Crohn's for a long time and it, it gave him a lot of pain. And I think he, as drinking also makes it worse, um, you know, so I think he was drinking as a coping mechanism for that a little bit too. Um, and there's an addictive streak in my dad's side of the family. Mm. You know, it's often come out more as with gambling and things like that instead mm. of alcoholism. But like, you know, there's, there's a lot of that sort of stuff in my family. Like, I think I've been very lucky that uh, at least when it comes to drink because you, you know me like I have fucking we've literally now 20 bottles of whiskey on the shelf 20. but they've been there for most of them have been there for a year and I have a glass maybe once a month <laughs> I think we've been together almost five years I think I've seen you drunk twice I've seen you buzzed I've seen you tipsy I've okay. seen you several times you know right uh, yeah like, I, I'll get a little tipsy but I've seen you drunk Maybe twice. So one of them was definitely when I threw up in our friend's yes. bed. <laughs> uh, which was the last time I've thrown up from alcohol, which was two years ago at two least. Two years ago, yeah. yeah. A little over two years ago. Yeah, so that was the last time I've really like, gotten drunk and thrown yeah. up from it. Um, I don't, when was the other time do you think I got drunk? Drunk. Drunk, drunk. Yeah, well, I was also drunk, drunk, but I just remember... And it was a really fucking fun night. So this was... I would say this is a little bit before that even. So this was a summer. So was it summer? We were married already. So it was summer 2017, I'd say. And we went to a party at the McGowan's. Oh, yeah. And it that party was so much fucking fun. Oh, that was And there time. were so many phases of that party, right? So there was an early phase where it was like a, a bunch of a bunch of people. Started early enough, right? Yeah. There was no, that was people. when the grown-ups were there, I feel. The, the grown-ups so were there. So to speak. My closer friends. Then the grown-ups left. For yeah. a while, it was just you, me, like Dave and Jenny, which yeah. is amazing because like Dave and Jenny is like who I want to be when I grow up. Yeah, they're kind of like our, <laughs> our model couple. <laughs> they're, they're who we kind of look at and go like, we'd like all of that, please. Seriously. Thank like, you. All down to like their exact house and their exact neighborhood yeah i like his hair do you know what i mean like dave's hair is great i've been very jealous of it for a while jenny's boobs are great. right i would know but yeah right i've never i've never seen them like 
oh god, I am a bit drunk. But um, anyway, <laughs> so that party was so much fun because like it was that phase of like the grown-ups. Then for a while, it was just the four of us, and like I was even saying to like I was even asking Jenny, and like I think she told me she had her first kid at 33 or 34 and I was like yes I want to do that too like yeah. and I want to have two and I want to be you and like all of this and then there was a whole other phase of the party where like people who had already been partying a cast party like flowed in oh yeah and then we walked home together at like seven in the morning it was bright and it's rare that we have nights like that because we've just, since we've been together, we've been like kind of homebodies. And it's mostly good because it's mostly what we want. Yeah. But like a night like that really stands out. And well, you were drunk that night. So was I. But like it was, I wasn't, like I, you were drunk enough that I, even in my drunkenness, could be like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, when two of us were swaying, walk, like holding each other up, walking home. <laughs> and just giggling. And, and giggling. And then like trying to be like, shh. And then like going like, Go sleep. Go sleep. <laughs> go, everybody go sleep. And we were doing like super shit like that. Yeah. But yeah, it was, that was, that was a great night. But yeah, I think that was also, see, here's what often happens to me because these days I'm, I'm genuinely so fucking tired, like at a, by a certain point in the night and especially with a couple of drinks on me that I need to go to sleep at fucking midnight. And then, but it was something about that period of time where I feel like I wasn't that worked and so I had the energy to stay up with you until fucking six in the morning or whatever. But you say it with me as if, like, I would, that's what I would be doing anyway, but it's fully not. Well, that's true, because it's also rare that you stay up that late as well. I mean, I go to bed earlier than you most of the time. Yeah, so that was, that was just, a, it was a special night of, like, everything just kind of working in our magi- favor. Like, it was magical. Like, it was magical, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I love going to Jenny and Dave's. So yeah. Jenny and Dave. The funny thing is, party. Dave would be so uncomfortable if he heard us talking so highly about like him and Jenny. He's, he's I'm definitely gonna tag them on this when I put it on oh Facebook. Oh God, then. he's he is uncomfortable. I think with a lot of affection no being shown to him. He's I I mean I'm, maybe I'm picking it up wrong, but he's he gets that kind of like bashful kind of like. Right, well, you know what that. Yeah. I yeah, yeah. Like he's 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 because he's just like Dave is the biggest sweetheart I fucking know. But like yeah, he's he's one of those guys who like I think he will deflect uh, praise and compliments. Yeah, and I also want to say we're like saying that we want to be them when we grow up. They're not that much older than us. Oh, <laughs> at all? No, not really, not all that much at all. Especially me. <laughs> I think I think they're like five years older than me or something like that. Yeah, that sounds right. Something yeah, like that. Yeah. But yeah, so it's, it's yeah, it's funny. But, um, so here's the thing. So everyone's been quarantining and, uh, and tweeting about, like, all the things that they've been watching, um, and catching up on and all that kind of stuff. A lot of, it, a lot of people playing Animal Crossing, um, which is I that. I don't know what that is. So it's a video game that I had on my mobile for a while. Remember there was all these little animals that I would go visit Wait, and they would the give monkey. me fruit? Oh, I do remember this, yes. Yeah. So there's like a bigger version of this that. This is not the Arctic Monkeys. This is an older thing. No, yes. the, not the blue game. When I say older, I mean older in my life. You were playing this longer ago. Yes, yeah. I remember. There you go. Uh, so that's like a big version of that is out on Nintendo and everyone's playing it so they're all going wild. Uh, but um, a lot of people like, you know, like, oh, I watched like five seasons of this, like, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and we, of course, because we've been working so much, we haven't been able to do any of that sort of stuff. But a couple of weekends ago, we did have a kind of a marathon of our own. Where we had uh, the weekend uh, before St. Patrick's Day, we had a St. Patrick's Wayzy weekend. <laughs> um, and we watched uh, two Patrick's Wayzy movies that you had never seen before. So, I had seen both of them before, but... 
Only um, in bits and pieces, though, right? So, yeah, Dirty Dancing, I had never seen in its entirety. Right. I, I thought I had. I was kind of like, I've seen it enough in fragments that, I, that I've seen the whole thing. Yeah. I hadn't. And and either way, if he's only seen it in fragments, like, you know, if it's as great as Dirty Dancing is, which it is, you should see it in its entirety. And then Ghost, I, I must have seen it when I was, like, eight. And so I just didn't remember that much of it. Okay. Yeah, fair. Or maybe I maybe I hadn't really seen it. Maybe my family watched it and I like fell asleep or something. Which is yeah, a very Darcy nice thing move. To do. Yeah, very Darcy um, move. And you know, my family was always like my my father and my brother and my brother's older than me. They're both huge like cinephiles, and so like they're always like, you need to watch this. You need to watch this. And I think as a, re- a rebellion, sometimes I would just be like, hmm, I got, I'm sleeping. <laughs> I'm not watching Citizen Kane. I'm fucking seven years old. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> um, but dirty dancing deserves every bit of its iconic status and fucking then some but dirty for, dancing is amazing but for different reasons that people say my favorite thing about dirty dancing is that the villain is pushing Ayn Rand novels on people yeah like that shows you where the movie is coming from nobody talks about dirty dancing's political stance and it's so funny to me because that is what the movie is about. It's about classism. Totally. It's And it's about how capitalism and, and America snubs its nose at poorer people. And and it's about how fucking fucked up and evil upper class or upper middle class people are. And uh, it's 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 so angry about its, its class... Uh, discussion it's so filled with rage about like being poor um and but everyone just talks about dirty dancing it's like oh my god it's so sexy it's so romantic and it's like it that is such a sideshow in that movie it is a sideshow because like you know when you follow it through when you follow these characters in this story like they're not gonna end up together those two like no, that's not, it's not gonna about, work. but that girl that woman who I think Jennifer Grey fucking played so beautifully, and she is fantastic in that. That woman, she's different than the rest of her family, right? And that that moment was a real reflection of that. And hopefully, yeah. she is going to go on and go into the Peace Corps, and she is going to do good things, yeah. and she is going to be a privileged person who recognizes it and who does better. Yeah. And um, Patrick fucking Swayze, man, like what a oh. What an actor who just gives it his all and is so fucking sincere and yeah. vulnerable. And even when I'm, even when like, even when technically things are maybe so like I mentioned to you when we were watching it, his accent. I'm like, what is he going for? Right. What's happening? He's, like, he's trying to like, do like a northeast like working class thing. working class like and New I, York. And kind I of heard thing. that attempt, and I also heard the Texas, but like. It, the, like he's fucking doing it man like he's fucking going for it and there's something yeah. really like uninhibited about that and obviously his dancing is fucking incredible yeah but that's his background yeah you know so he had that coming into the movie and like you know like you said his acting isn't isn't uh, technically perfect yeah because of problems with the accent and stuff like that that he has but like you said he's so sincere and so committed uh, to to living what he's doing and, and and breathing life into it and doing a lot with a character that really could have been played as one note and he did not and so I sorry I just had to look it up because I wanted to give a shout out to the other fucking fantastic actress and who I'm guessing is more of a dancer but Cynthia Rhodes is also 
fantastic in that movie. Yeah. The tall blonde one. I feel she like I've seen her in other things. She's brilliant. And that, that, okay, like, so the Hungry Eyes montage, like, really got me. And one of the moments that got me the most is, like, when the three of them are, like, dancing together. Yeah. And you see Cynthia Rhodes, her, like, her eyes, like... It's like this this thing of like she's afraid, but she's like, but but like we have to do this, like we have to make this work. Like I'm scared and I'm not sure, but like I'm going to make this work. Oh, yeah, so good. Also, like the note, like because her she's such a she is the the crux of the story of the, of, the, yeah. of the movie. Yeah, and it's another thing that people gloss over, like oh yeah, it's so sexy. They're dancing and they're like in the lake and it's so sexy. This movie is about a rich bitch trying to cover for somebody who's going to lose her job if she misses a show, but she has to go get a back alley abortion. Um, like, it's like, you forget that this whole thing is about getting a back alley abortion. The whole thing is the about getting a back about... alley abortion and, and how, and how people learn from that and how even, you know, baby's father or Francis's father learns from that too. And I he... think he learns the wrong lesson from that in a, in a way that it frustrates me a little bit. Okay. Yeah. He's like. But I, you know... he's just kind of like, well, you're not the guy who knocked her up, so, like, whatever. So then, okay. Yeah. Yeah, but, but, you're right. You're right about that. He, but he, I like his character, too, because it's a nice kind of gray portrayal of, like, a, of a dude like him, where it's like, he, he's from privilege, he doesn't get a lot of things, he has a lot of mental blocks, but when it came down to helping this woman, he fucking did it, and he fucking served, and she was super. You he know, didn't run her out like he could yeah, have. Yeah, like no. he 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 did he did the right thing, but like he did see you know her as lesser because she did this thing. So he still held his judgments, but he learned at least a little bit of a fucking lesson from all this at the at the very least. So he's. He's the he's the type of thing that you hope is out there when it comes to like conservatives in the sense of like you hope at the very least that if they're presented with a fucking fucked up situation that they can have some empathy in them. Yes. And he had some empathy in he him. Did. He did. You know, did. and that's that's the best you can ask for sometimes. Yeah. Uh but yeah, that like fucking movie's great. Um That movie is so fucking good. And like I <laughs> Okay, so one of the reasons why I was, like, maybe reticent to, like, get on board of loving this movie, and now I'm, like, I love it more than you, more than anyone's <laughs> ever loved it, um, was because I had this college roommate, and we did not get along at all, and, you know, she did not like me. I was very open to liking her, but, I mean, like, look, you know me, and I get it. Like, I have my flaws. I'm a nice person, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm a nice... I'm a nice person, right? right? Like, I'm like a nice, easygoing person. Am I the neatest? Mm. No, you're a bit of a best ball. I am. Yeah. I am. And, you know, if she told me to clean up, I would. But uh, it was probably too much for her. And I assume especially back then as well, because I feel like you've gotten neater because of living with me. No, I had to get neater because of living with her. And so I was still, like, mostly trying, but... And so you I were even, worse before. Well, like, no, like I kept all my mess confined to one side of the room, but she was just like, she was really straight edge. Like she, and nothing against people who don't drink, but like she didn't drink or anything. And right. she just was a bit, I would say, look, look, I don't want to take away my own partners, but like, I would say she was a bit judgmental. 
Okay. And she loved Grey's Anatomy, and she loved Dirty Dancing, and I was like, this, this simple, I mean, this simple woman. I know it's all for the the call, uh, character of the basic bitch, but like, <laughs> what to love Grey's Anatomy? Love Grey's Anatomy and Dirty Dancing. Like, I feel like both of those posters would be what I'd put on the wall of somebody who I was casting. They were like, both on her yeah. wall. But that's why, like, it's kind of frustrating in the sense of because, like. Dirty Dancing shouldn't be classified as something like that. Like, it shouldn't be... Because it is... The, the thing is, is like, it's such a, a, a pleaser of the masses, but I feel like so much of the movie... And, like, it's so... The movie's so blatant about its, like, its feelings about these political the things. The villain pushes Ayn Rand novels on people! But so many people, it just all goes over their head. Oh. It's like, I love, like, when they, like, danced. And so... And like, oh, this is sounding very judgmental as well because, you know, I don't, like, sure, some people can just like whatever they like. That's fine. Um, but it's sometimes amazing how... Uh, people like things for very different reasons than you. For very different and reasons. And you're like, huh. But like, you, yeah, you, like, it's surprising, like, they, they, because they, the, the part of this movie that I like about it would probably turn them off the movie if they... If they paid, recognized it. If they paid a blind bit of a, a notice to it. And so that's why I'm kind of like, well, like, are you willfully ignoring it? Or are you just not getting it? But, because, like, there's so many people I know who, like, would be like, yeah, I love Dirty Dancing, it's the greatest. And if I mentioned, like, the politics in it, they'd be like, what? No. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, really? Because they're screaming it at you through the whole fucking movie. Like, I thought it would, they were almost laying it on too thick at times. And that's what I was just about to say. I was like, that's a case of... Like, I do, I think the movie's perfect, um, pretty much. Uh, like, if they, that's what I was just going to say. I was going to be like, if they laid it on any thicker, you would have drowned in how thick it, would, it was. It would have been I was trying annoying. not to mix metaphors. I was going to be like, you would have been hit over the head. But like, yeah, if they laid yeah. it on any thicker, like. It'd be a wall. <laughs> it'd be a fucking wall. Because they laid head. you like a brick. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. I was trying to think of a lame part about it. But like, yeah. And so to me, it's like the perfect balance because the theme, like the themes are there and the story is there and like it's, it seems like the right balance. But yeah, you're right. A lot of people just don't. Yeah. And in comparison, Ghost, uh, Ghost uh, is, is much more about like, you know, hey, look at these rich motherfuckers. Isn't their life so wonderful? Oh no, something bad happened to one of them. We should feel pity for them. And so it's like, it's not, it's not, it's not political in, in, in any way, really. But what it is quite cool about, because I said this to you, and I'll say it on the podcast oh, This is well. your cool theory about those. I love this. It's, I mean, like, it's not a solid theory, but like, it's, it's, I really think it has legs. Yeah, I do too. I think the writers of Ghost, I, maybe, I think it was more than one person. Um, I think the, the genesis of that plot and that story was the idea of what if we told the story of Hamlet through the eyes of uh, the ghost and the king. Uh, because, you know, there's the, the betrayal by your brother slash closest friend. Um, there's that, that betrayer trying to get with your wife. Um, there's the ghost trying to relay that message to a hero who can intervene. And expose him for the person that he is, and protect the wife. Um, you know, it's 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 all there, and it's just modernized. Um, Whoopi Goldberg is 
Hamlet. Yeah, Whoopi Goldberg is Hamlet. Yeah, and like, you know, I know, and I know it's really dumb, but like, so the the character of Claudius and Hamlet would be Carol. I mean, in like, this movie as it, well. That all really fucking squares. Like, I yeah. think. That's, and the other thing, like, you remember when we when we watched it, him. And I love that idea that it's through that portray. It's it's that it's through it's Hamlet through his eyes. You know, through, he's the first. Is he is he named Hamlet as well, or is he the king? Is in Shakespeare? Yeah, I can't remember the if king. the king is yeah. like, but he's he's called the king. We'll call him the king. But like, yeah. I think he's like possibly Hamlet yeah, senior. Yeah, yeah. And like, so we almost because we only know him through Hamlet's eyes. Like, we almost know nothing bad about him, and he is this kind of almost perfect saint-like figure. Yeah. And Patrick Swayze in Ghost kind of is that too. And then he has that moment, and you remember, I turned to you in that moment, and I was like, oof, because obviously the movie's called Ghost. I know, you know, it's I know what's going to happen here. So when yeah. he's still alive in the movie, and he turns to her, and he's basically like says something about I have everything I ever wanted like I just am I'm, you know I'm waiting for something to go wrong and you've probably heard me say shit like yeah that well too. yeah his and again this is a level of like of how much Swayze kind of elevates anything oh, that he's been he's in so fucking good man is because like that scene where he's like you believe that he's like yeah I'm so happy and I'm 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 genuinely worried like because whenever I'm happy I'm worried about you know what's gonna take this happiness away from me and yeah I've almost heard you say those exact same words because sometimes when we're having like the best week it's when you freak out the most (laughs) it's so true Uh, and so yeah, it's kind of you know there's there's that that he that level of 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 kind of human vulnerability and and you said that before and I think that's something that comes up a lot with Swayze characters is vulnerability, um but it's something that we we've so we've seen those two we've seen Point Break and we've seen Two Wong Fu Thanks for Everything Julie Newmar. Um, I think they're the four Swayze movies we've watched together. Yeah. Uh, and in all those, he is playing a masculine man with v- very open and honest vulnerabilities. Totally. Um, and, you know, uh, it was, I've, because I've said to you since, you know, since as long as I've known you, because I've said it to anybody who listened, <laughs> um, like Patrick Swayze is a hero of mine. And he's someone who I looked up to an awful lot as a kid because I was always a kid growing up who I was always very comfortable in my skin and very kind of, I never uh, felt like I needed to be anybody else than what I was. But I was also very able to recognize and I wasn't like the butchest guy. Mm. Like I was always a sensitive kid. I was a mm. soft boy. Mm. Um, but I was fine with being a soft boy. I was quite happy being a soft boy. I didn't really want to be anything else. Um, but like in that era of like late 80s early 90s it was all about the macho man like you know it was all the big action hero era of like the Steven Seagal's and the like the Van Damme's and all that kind of stuff like Harrison Ford was like the sexy dreamboat and he's nothing but like fucking Mr. like you know testosterone um, and like you know people would you know even say that he was a soft version of like you know some of the shit that was going on so like it's like it was Rambo like that was the era of Rambo and uh, to have a Patrick Swayze who's playing the lead in all these movies and he's a man of action but he's a man of of, of emotions yeah. in all of them as well and yeah. you know there has to be like he, he was a dancer growing up 
he's obviously a very physically masculine man so he as a human being Patrick Swayze had lived that life of well as well of like being comfortable in his skin and being you know not the most macho dude but being very comfortable and, and, and secure in his masculinity and he brought that to all those movies and it was and it was something that was uh, important to me as a kid growing up but like seeing it now you 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 see a lot of people I think try and emulate that and I don't think anyone has but it's such an it's such an interesting way of looking at like what we're taught about masculinity and femininity mm. from like femininity femininity but like it's, <laughs> it's it's really interesting to look at that and how he is somewhat a deviation from certain norms we've seen in like Hollywood char- characters and even just the fact that like as you were talking about that and I completely agree with everything you said how women love Patrick Swayze oh yeah but men I I wouldn't say do and I wonder what that's about because I would think well that's freeing for men because he's so emotionally open but I don't hear men you know men love who do men love I don't know who do men love to watch uh the rock I don't know who, yeah I, like the, the, the likes of the rock and Diesel, and like, like yeah. I don't know like who do men like, like? Uh, Jason Statham Jason Statham like, like Adam it's, Sandler, like it's like fu- who do men like? I it's don't... funny whenever I hear like bros talk about yeah, like who do Swayze, bros, like not men, bros. But whenever they talk about Swayze, they always like say, "Yeah, Roadhouse," because that's Swayze's kind of like one movie where he's kind of like I'm a bouncer and I beat people up, like okay. kind of thing, like and and people, yeah, Roadhouse, and it's like and he was probably great at fight choreography because he's such a fucking skilled dancer. So well, yeah, he probably could do that very well. Which is the funniest thing at Ghost when he jumps from one train to another and he does like a proper like ballet like <laughs> dive from one to the other. <laughs> this is kind of like all right, like dial it back a little bit, like we get it. <laughs> but it's really interesting, is like what people want to see in their heroes or I've always been really interested in this and what people want to see in their heroes and their stars and how it's so different from what they see in themselves or or whatever it is like I like just to bring it back to something that's very personal for me like as a woman I hate media that only portrays women who fit a certain beauty standard as being the heroine. Like, that's really mm. upsetting to me. Yeah. Whereas I know there are some women who really like that. So it's it's different. Like, and there are, there are some women who get annoyed if they see a woman who deviates because I think in their mind, I don't know, they want they want that heroic woman to be their I- ideal version of themselves or something. I'm not yeah. sure what it is exactly. But there are some women, I remember, like, even talking about Grey's Anatomy, because we just watched RuPaul's Drag Race, so we just watched Gay's Anatomy, which is great. Um, <laughs> but, like, I remember even being in high school and some women saying, like, I don't think, like, that Meredith is, like, pretty enough to, like, warrant. And this is a really smart girl saying this. Like, a girl who is, like, a thoughtful, like, really like interesting person being like I don't think she's pretty enough to like warrant all of her bullshit so like I can't really get behind it I'm paraphrasing but it was something right. like that and, and yeah it's and like, like she doesn't deserve all yeah. this I, I'm gonna throw a theory about that out there okay. and I've only just thought of it while yeah. you're talking about it but We've talked before about how beauty is, is a bad investment. Yes. That there's a lot of women are told that they have to really value and use their beauty and their looks um, to their advantage. And a lot of people do and they get a lot of success from it if they do it well. 
uh, or if they're lucky enough to be born beautiful enough. Or to have even the nest egg of investment. And if you don't, like, you know, like investment, you have to still have some money to start with. And if yeah. you don't, then... But you lose your investment over time because as yeah. you get older. Um, but I think if a woman who isn't as that that beauty that you're, suppo- you're, that you're being told that you have to aim towards, if someone else who's not that is being shown to be the hero and the thing and the, and the great thing... And then you look at your investment and you go, what the fuck have I been investing in? You feel hard done by. So, like, if like if that bitch can, like, be, what have I been working so hard on for so long? So, I think maybe that's where a little bit of that I comes from. I think it from. is. I think it is. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But it's, 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 that's something that's always confused me. Because I've talked to you before about, so I had a lot of, ideas in my head when we talked about like the problem with the the beauty standards and stuff like that and and makeup for example mm. like i you know i he- i heard for so long from women that like i don't wear this for you i wear this for me but then there's that weird fucked up like double-edged sword in that of like yeah but you've been told and taught to want to wear makeup at all because of the patriarchy and bad things so, but I, I get that you're telling me that you're doing it because you choose to do it and it's not for patriarchal reasons, but... But how much that, do you know where your motivations come from? Exactly, and then, so therefore, it's like, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a thing that is almost impossible to unravel. Um, as, from my point of view, as a guy, like, I, I need to stop trying to understand it yeah. almost to a large degree. Something that always helps me sort of understand feminism is when I look at labor and when I look at how hard people are working... And so, and I, and I get it because, and you've said this to me before too, like you said, like you can choose and now this is getting very personal and I'm enjoying it and I've been drinking and hey, but like, I might have to check with you after this. No, it's okay no, to post it is. This one. I think it will be. I know I'm not, I'm fine. Like I yeah. think it will be, but like you've said to me, like you can not work out as much as you do, or you can like not put makeup on. I won't care. And a part of me believes me that she won't care, but a part of me doesn't. Yeah. And because it's really hard to undo 30 years of indoctrination. And so I'm talking about labor, right? So if you just look at what, and I don't mean to throw you under the bus and I love you and you're wonderful, but like if you have to look at what I do to get ready in the morning versus what you do, and compared to a lot of women, I don't even do that much. Like I've made a commitment to myself, like I don't pay anything ever to, I cut my own hair, I don't dye my hair it's an ugly mousy brown color just fucking is what it is and if it goes gray it's gonna go gray and i even like i don't get my nails done and all of that stuff but i'm not not trying to say i'm better than women who do but i'm just saying like i don't even do as much there's there's corners that you cut like there are corners that i cut but even still just in terms of a commitment to working out putting makeup on every morning all of that kind yeah, of stuff there's like, there's mornings that you'll still get up at like five in the morning and do yoga, do yoga yeah, exactly. and then you'll have a shower and then you'll yeah. do your makeup and you'll mm-hmm. get ready and all that kind of stuff and like yeah i wake up so you'll get up maybe two and a half hours before you have to leave the house I'll get out of bed a half an hour before I have to leave the house and I'll shower and I'll get dressed and I'll brush my teeth and I'll and do my hair. And guess You're hot as hell and everyone thinks so. And if I didn't... And if I no, they didn't... Don't. Well, they do. You do. And if I didn't... And if I didn't do all the things that I do, I wouldn't, like... You're gorgeous, babe. Thank you for saying that, but, like... But, like, 
and that's not what this is about. This is about, it's not about even what you have naturally. Because that's not a conversation I want to have. It's about what as a woman you're expected to yeah, do. Well, yeah, because yeah. if you show up to work without makeup, and I see this you all the fucking time. so tired. Yeah, are you sick? Are you feeling okay? Yeah. Like, yeah. No, I see that because, like, I work with a, a girl uh, in my office, and, like, she's basically, she, she fake tans a bit, and she puts makeup on and all that kind of stuff. Um, there's been the odd day where she hasn't put the fake tan on in a few days and she turns up without makeup and then people are saying to her like all fucking day are you okay mm. and like it's 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 such subtle problems like that uh, and this is and this is the thing like I always like because some if it's that thing in the movie if like if, if someone laid on that sort of dialogue as thick as real life people do you'd be like alright I get it like you know you're being a dick about this for reasons but it's people are so blinded by their own prejudices about these things sometimes they don't realise how how much they're upholding beauty standards and they just think like you know like oh I just like because this thing you've often brought up before um, when if anybody loses any weight, everybody's reaction to it is you look so good, even if that person doesn't look better. Need to lose weight. Yeah. Even if like like that's what's been the most offensive thing to me is if I've lost weight because of whatever reason. Usually because you were sick I or was something. Stressed or sick, and it's like oh my god you lost weight and it's like okay like was the crane lifting me out of the house before like did I need to lose weight like. Why the fuck should that be a compliment? Yeah, and and unfortunately, I think a lot of the times people are trained to say those things and they're not even thinking about saying them. And and that's what's kind of almost the most worrying part about it is, is that people don't realise that they're holding up these sort of problems and because um, they're just saying it because that's what you say. Like you, I've saw, I've seen it on TV so many times that people say, "Oh my god, you lost weight! You look fabulous!" Mm -hmm. So you just say it because you think that's what you're mm -hmm. supposed to say, um, and it's it's when you actually ask someone to stop and recognize what they're doing and, and why they're saying it, a lot of people will reject you and say like, you know, stop! Oh, stop trying to be so PC! Or stop trying mm -hmm. to like, you know, make out that I'm doing this when I'm not. They're they're because they don't want to be told that they're upholding these sort of things. They they think everybody thinks what they're doing is harmless. Yeah, and that's the whole thing around being PC. And like we had a really for me a really important moment on this podcast with me when I said stuff that was offensive that I wasn't thinking about and I didn't realize it was as offensive as it was. And then once I was pulled up on it, I did. And so everybody does make mistakes and, and we are indoctrinated into certain cultures and we can get that in our head in a way that we don't even realize. But what's yeah. important is like the whole thing about being PC is that certain people have had the courage to say, when you say this, it hurts me in this way. And I'm trying to express this to you as, right. as to why it hurts me in this way. I want us all to communicate so better. It's really important to listen to that. Yeah. And really thing is like when someone says any of that to you, like it's not in really an imposition to it's to really, ask to yeah. ask you not to say a certain thing. Exactly. And and not just is not just not to say it, but and I think way more important than not saying it is checking where your thinking is on it. And I right. think that's where the whole that's where people get pissed off at the PC thing, because they're not ready to change their thinking, but they think that their language is being policed, and so they're, like, angry about it. But the point isn't to police your language. The point is to, to open recognize your fucking what you're mind saying. and to recognize, yeah. 
to recognize why you're saying what you're saying. And yeah. that is more work than just changing what you're saying, I guess. But that's really the important part. Yeah, it's a, it's, 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 and it's a harder thing to get across to folks. Where it's so much easier to say, like, please don't say the N-word. And, like, you know, and, but you'll always get somebody who goes, well, why can't I say the N-word? But, like, it's so exhausting to try and break through to people sometimes why you can't say the N-word. And, well, you know, if that guy can yeah. say it, like, if this guy can yeah. say it, like, blah, 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 blah. And this is, well, like, yeah. And it's, like, I'm saying the N-word as an example. I mean, any word we could, you, you know, yeah. use for that, for that thing. But, yeah, like, just the fact that people are still putting up a fight. And I can understand anybody who's just like, I don't want to have to fucking get into this with you. Like, yeah. my life is tough enough as it is. Could you just please not say the awful words? Yeah. Oh, totally. And that's, and I guess that's why, that's why it's good to have guidelines of just things that we all know people can't say. Yeah, but maybe we need to concentrate more on making it known to everybody why, why? you can't say it. Yes. And I think that starts with like, education for kids totally. I, I think I think there should be a class that talks about this sort of stuff and explains this sort of stuff so the kids can get it into their heads at an early I mean, age dude it is amazing and I don't know how it is like I went to public school in the states and, and in terms of dealing with racism I would say largely public school is probably much better than private school in the states but the ways that we were taught about racism, like, it's unbelievable. Like, when I look yeah. back on it, like, it's inc- it's absolutely incredible. It's basically like, racism was a thing that happened, you know, in the 19th century. Abraham like, Lincoln solved racism. Yeah, exactly. Like, now it's solved. And isn't that wonderful, children? And they're like, it's so great. Like, wow, America solved it. Yeah. Whereas reality is we solved it on our podcast. Mm-hmm. So that's the end of our show, everybody. Oh, wow. Has it been a long <laughs> it's been, time? It's always been a full hour. So it's very <laughs> rare that we get to a full hour. So I thought so we better cut it off. But this has been us drinking whiskey and wine. Yes. And Diet Coke. Yeah, you've been on the Diet Coke. I've been on the on the whiskey. Which whiskey is it? I was on the Connemara whiskey, which is... Uh, I thought you didn't like that one. I thought I liked that one. Well, no. I I know you... I got it for you so that because I know you particularly like a mm, peated whiskey. I do. Um, I don't... I... I am not drawn to, pe- to peated whiskey as much, but at the same time, uh, I want to get to understand peated whiskey better. But also, this is the only Irish single malt peated whiskey. Uh, I, I don't think there's more than, like, maybe one other peated Irish whiskey anyway out there. So, uh, it's kind of special in that sense. But also, I kind of... I, I actually like it compared in compared to some other peated whiskeys I that really I've tried. I really like it. So, I'm just getting, you know, getting my vibes around it. Alright, so as we're signing off, Till now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only <gonna> get by. <laughs>